Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're here with Paddy Savage and Aaron Kiernan as we're looking back on Armagh's 13-point win over Antrim that started the Ulster Championship campaign for 2021. Um, Paddy, I'll bring you in here to start. Um, 13-point win, as we say. Um, it's strange to probably feel a wee bit disappointed in the performance of after coming away with such an emphatic victory. Yeah, look, you know, you, you're... You know, it's a lot better to get the to get the the, the win after a, you know maybe I wouldn't say mediocre performance, but a performance that was maybe flat or or, or slow to start. Than say, for example, if you take that throne game where we thought we played really well, but we got base. Um, so look, that's you know you know the, the big thing with the championship is getting into getting into the next round. They did that. Um, you know, re- there weren't really many stages within the second half. You know, was certainly once that second goal went in that uh, we we ever looked in in massive trouble. So you know, plenty to work on, surely. But you know, relatively comfortable win, and I think it was. You know, the whole game probably, uh, and really the whole championship so far, to a large extent, Sean, with a, with only a couple of exceptions. Um, has been a bit of an indictment of the the structures that we have in the game. Um, now I know we're not going to want to go down that particular rabbit hole um, again on this podcast, but you know, like it has been in terms of the football championship, it's it has been a bit of a disaster to be honest. That there's just been so many one sided games, and we've got the position where we're you know in a short championship anyway. We've had you know two weekends of it, and you know just very very little. Um, in the you know in, in in the way of you know exciting close tough uh, games between well matched teams, but look that's a that's a separate argument. And all our could do was was beat what put in front of them, and what in front of them was a good team uh, who were doing their best and will you know be well fit. You'd imagine for Division Three football next year, but there was still just that gap in quality um, that, that 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 shone through towards the end. Yeah, and that's obviously what uh, got Arma over the line in the end. Like there was the you could tell maybe in the last twenty minutes or so the gap between Antrim and Arma. But aren't you impressed with Antrim? Um, probably the scoreline didn't do them justice of how they played. They set up really well. Um, and the McGinley has them going well as we know they come into the game on a four-game winning streak. Um, the scoreline didn't do them justice. They they were a lot closer than thirteen points. Yeah, to be fair to them, they were. Um, I think you could see maybe the annoyance and then the McGinley in the interview after the game. Um, he felt his, his side had done so much well. Um, but I suppose it was an honest appraisal from him in terms of that he felt that that's the difference in the step up in quality. They wouldn't have been punished that badly in Division 4. But um, I would have to give them an awful lot of credit. Um, you know, yes, there's plenty of pharma to work on, but d- delighted that, um, you know, d- they got the win. Um, but in terms of... Uh, what Antrim did, I have to say, I, I was very impressed with them uh, from a team coming out from Division 4. Generally, the template this past 10 years has been dour struggles, lots of people behind the ball, uh, no outlet for them to foot pass it. But I thought yesterday at times in the first half, um, you know, the player was end to end, you know, their the quality at certain stages, particularly um, what stood out for them was that their, their ability to, to build the ball up the wings. Um, but they had Oren Eastwood predominantly, you know, hogging right in the ground right in front of Blaine Hughes, which gives them an outlet to foot pass into a dangerous area and have their pacey runners coming off the shoulder and, and kicking scores. Um, like McBride, the Murrays, um, 
uh, they all chipped in with some really good scores, you know, from either side of the Deidreson, side the 21. And, and that gave them huge confidence, got their uh, bit of support behind them. Um, but in, in fairness, Arma, you know, again, while we can talk about plenty to, to improve on, they won the game. Uh, they won it well. Uh, they were very ruthless with, with the goal opportunities uh, that they had. But I just think most importantly, um, they never looked phased or panicked, you know. And I, I think we just have to, to think back, you know, a few years where games like that against Cavan or against uh, Fermanagh, you know, teams who we thought we were going to be beat, teams who we probably felt we had better players than, you visibly could nearly see the, the panic setting into the team whenever it didn't get off to the start that we wanted. And, and we couldn't turn them games around where yesterday um, I felt that we, we just looked much more controlled, much more composed. Um, and like I said, whenever the, the dangerous opportunities popped themselves up, uh, we were ruthless. And he said, that's the difference now between your Division 1 teams and your Division 4. Uh, and for me, that's a huge positive in where I'm at. I've come this past uh, seven or eight years. And Arne, is that, I know that they only played um, four Division 1 games this year. Um, is that part of the reason why they're more comfortable in these games that they didn't panic, that they were able to come out in the second half? And although they were winning at half time, it was really a 50 50 game. Roy Rubin's goal sort of put them ahead at half time. And we'll talk about Blaine's save that um, would have seen Antrim go in at half time. But uh, Armagh come out in the second half and blitzed Antrim after the, the penalty. Is that experience in Division 1 helping that they're not worrying, they're sticking, as uh, the Dubs usually talk about the process, they're sticking to the process, they know their game plan and they're, they're fully trust in it? Absolutely. Again, all I do, I'm sitting watching them games and you can't help but put your player's hat on, um, you know, and try and draw back and what I would have been feeling, you know, had I been in those player circumstances. And, you know, the one thing that I would have felt um, is the self-belief, and we have spoken to this, the self-belief that they will have had from what's after happening in the league this past few few weeks will have done that, the Armagh team, you know, the utmost um, and helping them to bring them along because the best will in the world, all the training and that there that you want to do. Um, and, and last year, even we were going well in Division 1, we had game promotion. We just didn't seem to have the real steely self-belief that nothing was going to, you know, change our thinking in the championship. That, that, like I felt we left Derry in it too long. I felt we were just completely flat uh, and got steamrolled by Donegal. And it's remarkable the difference that there is now in six months um, and the league campaign that we had, the consistency of performance that we had. I can guarantee you, if you ask them anyways, hand on heart, I'll probably not tell you in person or face to face if you're talking on a podcast, but the self-belief they'll now have from just two months ago that they are fit for this level, that they belong at this level and that there's even more that they can improve. And I guarantee you, hand on heart, every one of them will have grown massively in their own personal belief and in, in their group and in, in terms of players, managers and that there. Um, and just the likes of that there is what helps you get through yesterday. You know, you have to be in those situations um, to learn from them. And that's why everyone always says you need to be up with the big teams where, where you learn. Um, and Arma absolutely have done, um, you know, everything in terms of even the, the pace that they can then play at, they can lift it up to. Um, that all stems from being exposed to playing against the top teams, the best teams, um, and, and learning uh, what level you can take yourself to. So uh, for me, 
Division One uh, and and what the boys had achieved and how they had improved over this past few weeks um, is really that's the big difference between how we dealt with what we faced yesterday and compared to to what has happened whenever we faced those situations this past six seven years. And Paddy, what we did face in the first half was Antrim a full uh, a team full of confidence and Arma. I felt at times sat back and maybe allowed Antrim to attack them and maybe that helped in build uh, confidence for Antrim. What were your thoughts on that first half? I know um, it's when we're talking about Armagh not playing well, it's probably the first half we're talking about because they came out and they scored, I think it was was 3-5 or 3-6 maybe in the second half, more, 3-8 maybe I think it was um, in that second half. So... It was the first half, really, that, that they weren't impressive. What what were your feelings? Um, were you concerned at half-time is maybe the, the best question to ask? I don't think I was concerned that we were that we weren't going to win the game at half-time. You, you were concerned that they weren't playing particularly well. But, like, you know, sometimes that just happens. Um, or, well, not that it just happens, but, you know, you're, you're not going to, you know, over the course of a season, you're not going to put together really good performances at all times. There's, there's times when you know, performance levels dip. Um, you know, we talked a bit with uh, Jim uh, in the preview um, podcast, you know, and, and, and Jim was very much saying, look, from management, the focus will be on Antrim. Um, and, you know, this is game, there'll be no room for, for complacency. But uh, it'd be interesting to hear sort of Aaron's thoughts on you know, going into games like that. But it just struck me that, you know, that, that the build up to those Roscommon game, you know, the last three or four games, everyone's been talking about how important these are and, you know, we need to get up to this level. Um, and you know, we got that win against Monaghan and then every game after that, you're thinking if we get the win, if we got a win against Donegal, a win against Throne, or turned out we actually got it against Roscommon, that'll be us in Division 1 and that'll be so important. And, you know, having to try and raise your level up to that Division 1. And, you know, th- then suddenly you're you're playing a game, a more important game in, in, in the sense that it was a championship match and, and your season was on the line, but a game you're expected to win um, and expected to win convincingly. And it's just a different mentality, you know, going into that. And I suppose, again, Aaron, from a player's perspective, probably will probably have a, a far better insight than than I would. But, uh, you know, I imagine that's, it's, it's difficult, Aaron, to, to go, you know, from that you know those different those different mindsets and different tests, and you know you're gonna maybe not get caught out, but you know, you you you're gonna maybe take a wee while to react in some games. It is like to be fair. Um, I suppose uh, your mindset, as much as Karen and the backroom team can harp on, you know how focused we need to be. It is difficult in that. The window of opportunity that management have with players is actually quite small. Um, you could be talking six to eight hours a week where they basically have their in their own bubble. Other than that, there, if you're walking around the streets of Armagh, Cross McGlen, Lurgan, wherever you are, everybody's saying it's only Antrim. They're Division Four, we're Division One. You know, we should be winning this game handy. So it is difficult, you know, and as a player, you do try to block yourself out, you try not to listen to it, you try to, you know, prepare as best as you possibly can. Um, but you know, just look at Dublin yesterday, the ultimate team in terms of how they prepare, you know, how rootless they are, the respect they give all opposition. Even they can have, can have an off day at some stage. You know, they only kicked 15 points against the Waxford team that, that struggled so badly in Division 4. Um, that's another learning curve for this Armagh team. You know, again, this past seven, eight years, we've never really dealt that well with being favourites. You know, favourites tags hasn't sat well with us. Um, 
So t- to win yesterday, um, you know, like you said at the very start, Patrick, not playing overly well, having so much to work with, but to be able to to comfortably get a win, um, again, it's 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 a positive sign. Um, but it, it again, it, it's something now that has to really change. Uh, and I don't even think management need have to say a huge pile. Um, like we're we're going up a couple of notches now. The one team that we played even at the start of the National League compared to now it's going to be night and day. You're talking about two counties now who know they have genuine shots. This is a probably 50-50 game um, of making an Ulster final and a one-off shot in an Ulster final. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so the next two weeks, I don't think management's going to have to, to do a huge pile in terms of mental preparation or getting boys up for this game. Um, the banana skin's over us. Uh, now it's, it's, it's an opportunity that I think this RMR team have been waiting for uh, since the, the Cavan replay two years ago um, whenever we, we probably realistically let slip uh, a brilliant opportunity to get back to our first Ulster the final since away And Arne, um talk us through tactics for a minute we've we seen Armagh um, launching the high ball in a couple of times and I know Oshie McConville was on BBC and, and he likes the idea of that and I know that's sort of maybe the cross McGlynn way of getting the ball up um, into the attackers as soon as possible what did you think? It, it was a tactic that they used, Rain, Andrew Mern and Jarlio Burns, sometimes, the three of them sometimes all in the in the, in the the box and Armagh would have launched the high ball in. Um, I'm sure you like the idea of it, but is it just the sometimes the execution of the actual kick pass that, that let them down? It is. I, I'd say, again, I would have to agree with Austin in terms of I, I do like the idea of it. Um, but I suppose most importantly, never mind what we think, uh, our county manager, Kieran, <laughs> he was saying after the game that uh, he wasn't that happy with it, that he, he thought it, it was forced. And I can see where he's coming from. And he's, I probably have me foot in, in both camps here in terms of I like the idea of getting the ball in good and early to people with the ball-willing ability of Andrew and Ray and Charlie Oak, those boys. Just, I would have felt that, I know, I think, I'm trying to think offhand, I remember Jamar had one, maybe Groogs, uh, Oshin O'Neill, I think Oshin O'Neill could have hit one nearly from air defensive 65. Um, do you know, for me, those balls, I think if they're going in, they need to be from, or attacking 65, maybe closer to the attacking 45 metre line, because the longer the delivery the more opportunity it gives, it becomes sort of predictable for for defence to to read. Uh, I know myself if I'm playing in a half back lane and I can see somebody shit like that ball is going to be a booming kick off the outside of your boot. You can read somebody's body language in terms of what they're going to do there. So as a half back, I'll drop off my man who might be in the forty five and start heading back in towards the full back lane, hoping to pick up a break or some scraps on the ground. So um, I like get it in as early as possible but to not be predictable um, and and to make it easier to fetch like if a ball's coming from that distance you know it, it's just so hard to read where exactly it's going to drop um, I think that there's tweaks can be made to it um, but I still like the idea given the the hands that we have particularly in Andrew um, like he has hands like I probably don't know another full forward playing the game at county level even at the moment um, it was the ball winning ability of him. So it'd be a shame not to, to try a few of them into him. But uh, I think it's something that we can improve on. Um, and, and I think Geezer was brilliant at those long deliveries. Kieran Don, he was actually in a fetching them. Uh, so I think between the two of them, they'll find some sort of a compromise that uh, we'll start uh, getting a few scores off them. But 
uh, for me, what, what really stood out was, and I know from doing a bit of work um, for, for TV, just for, for the National League, um, I felt that there was opportunities for us to create more goal opportunities. I felt that, uh, particularly once you're around the 45 metre line, that we weren't looking inside quick enough or often enough. And I felt sometimes we weren't moving enough on the inside in terms of taking defenders one way and doubling back. And three of the goals that we got yesterday all come from that um, were Groogs, um, Tiernan Kelly, Connor Turbot. Um, their movement inside was excellent. Do you know, and even Arsene O'Neill give a give a good fist pass through where, um, and it's not like Rory, he, he pulled one just wide of the post in the first half. Um, that all came from players playing with the head up out the field, but excellent movement inside. And again, that's the difference between your Division 1 teams and your Division 2, 3 and 4 teams. That ability to see goal opportunities and that ability to create that space inside. And again, I think that's another massive improvement that Armagh have made in the space of about six or eight weeks. No, so, Sean, just to pick up on uh, on Aaron's uh, uh, point there, the, just the, the first goal we score, if you go back and look at the highlights, it's just a perfect illustration of that. You know, Stefan uh, plays the ball in, he's about 40 metres out, he's playing a relatively short pass, and he's playing it to Rory Grugan, who's got sort of 10 metres of space uh, to his left, to his right, and, and in front of him. You know, it's, it's never, that ball's always going to be, when it's played by Stefan, it's always going to be a 1v1 uh, for Rory right in front of goal. So, um, you know, the, the, there's not the, there's the positives to take uh, from yes from yesterday that you know, Armagh were able to, well, one, carve out those opportunities and to take them because uh, it's not you know I, I don't think we've scored four goals in championship matches even back in the even back in the glory days I uh, I don't think we've done it that often um, so maybe somebody else would have the have the stats on it but it's definitely not a regular occurrence so that that was uh, that that was great to see yeah, like, I'm sorry Sean, I, I, I would agree with that there Paddy. Like, if you're, you're sitting at home the same as I was like you couldn't but be excited by that there you know just what they're thinking at that stage is danger, goal. You know, that's a ruthless thought. And that's not one player thinking that. That was, there had, I'd say it was just a contact, you know, was made between Supi and Rory there. And you have the goal opportunity. And similarly, like I said, the one that Rory then misses just after the game, you can see where he's taking his man towards the stand side, but he's pointing inside to Austin. He's showing him where I want this ball to go. Again, they're thinking, put this game to bed. Um, and, and again, that I loved seeing that there. I loved seeing that there, Rootless Streak, um, where boys are thinking, you know, what's the maximum I can out of this? Not, can I fist the ball to someone? Can I keep possession? Can we chip a point here? They're thinking goals. Um, and that's the type of thing that you'll see Dublin doing, your carries doing, um, your top teams. That's the way they think. Um, and, and that was, you said, Paddy, it was brilliant to watch. I suppose the, the um, turbo goal as well, Arn. We we seen that as well. Um, it it reminded me of Turbo's goal against Tyrone in the league. Um, the one Ray O'Neill hit the actual ac- excellent kick pass. Um, he he was coming out for the ball and done that. Um, I suppose it's the Conor Callahan turn now. Um, he he's coming towards the ball and just in a split second turns and he's in behind the defender and. It was rain against Tyrone. It was Jamar on Sunday. Just putting that wee loop ball in behind. And um, the Antrim defender actually done very well to get back. But uh, Turbo, it was the exact same. He dummied on, he dummied on his left, I think, against Tyrone. He dummied on his right this time. 
Um, it's them, them we runs in behind. It was something similar with Rory's movement for the, the goal he missed. I think it was actually better movement than the, the one he yeah. scored. Um, just yeah. getting in behind and creating them goal chances is, as you say, so positive and, and so exciting. It is, and that's the word is exciting because that's what everyone goes to see. It's, you know, goals, you know, people taking risks, um, and that's not happening by chance. That's something that they're working on in training, and um, that's something that they're being coached to do. Uh, and again, I just keep harping back to it. That's the root of the streak that comes with, with being a top team or comes whenever your self-belief is growing. Um, and, and that's why I say I'm excited whenever I see that RMA team doing that there because it, they're growing, you know, they're growing in personality, they're growing as a group. Um, and, and for all of us as supporters, um, you know, it's just, it's exciting to see them going out and express themselves in that way. Yeah, and you see just in that Torbert goal, like just the, the one other thing I'd mention is the weight of the pass from Jamar Hall was just perfect. You know, because if he overhits that, he, he had a relatively small space to hit that hit that end because if he overhits it, it'll be into the goalkeeper's arms, and then if he underhits it, he doesn't. Uh, it certainly wouldn't be a goal chance, but it was just a brilliant ball. Um, so you know, fair play, fair play on that. And there was a few different a few different examples of that over the course of the game. And I suppose, Aaron, it's good that Armagh can mix that up. That they have this long ball tactic that we're talking about. That the likes of Andrew or Rian or Oshin or whoever it's going to be inside, you can use that. That's always a backup option. And then you have the forwards, the likes of a Turbo or Rory Grugan that can create that space inside and have that movement inside. It it gives defenders something to think about that we're not one-dimensional, that there is so much that we can do going forward that it's very hard to defend against and hard to mark. It, it does. And again, here, I can completely see where, where Kieran's coming from talking, you know, directly after the game that maybe was going a wee bit off the game plan in terms of how long out the ball was being delivered in in the first half. But it's just what you say, Arma aren't predictable then. So if you know the ball's going to come in in front all the time continuously, defenders are, are smart now, you know, they're cute. They'll stand in front, you know, they could stand 10, 15 yards in front, you know, and as the ball comes further up the field, they'll start getting closer to their man, you know. But if you get to a situation where one or two of them there long balls is going in, Andrew's catching it, Rain's coming off a shoulder, he's putting in the back of the net or he's tapping it over the bar. You're making defenders think then they can't afford to stand out in front of you. They have to come back and stand shoulder to shoulder. Then we have the opportunity to pop the ball in front. The same boys can win it, shoot themselves, or you have runners coming off the shoulder. So it just it becomes a defender's nightmare then um, where, where they don't know what they're doing. You know, you're having them thinking all the time, which means arm are the ones in control. They're the ones dictating the play. They're the ones dictating the style of play. Um, and again, I, I keep harming that's what the top teams do. They're the ones who take control of the game and play on their own terms. Um, so that's why it, it, it's very important for me that we always have that ability to mix it up and we always have that confidence to back ourselves for it to come off. Go back to, to Patrick's point there a minute ago about Jamar's volley. It was so easy not to give that ball. You know, he could have fisted it off. He could have picked an easier foot pass. He could have sold it and tried to shot himself. But he was thinking danger. He was thinking, I can see something happening here. But so was Connor Turbot. You know, and again, that, that's a huge positive work. You have by starting to think on the same page, on the same wavelength. Um, and, and again, it just shows the development of, of where this team is going um, and, and what their belief is. Uh, so for me, I, like again, I think we can get better. I wouldn't ditch the long ball. I wouldn't have it that we're just not going to try this at all anymore. Um, 
if if that comes off once or twice, maybe opposition teams start dropping a few more men deeper, uh, you know, toward, towards their 21 or in closer um, to the inside of the D, that affords the likes of our runners to come up the field in terms of your Oshin, Neil Grimley's, Supi and these boys. Then they start chipping over more points from further out the field. And, and it has the opposition and that they don't know what to do. They don't know, do we drop back and cover more than a rain? Do we push out on our, on these runners who are coming and, and kicking points from distance? But again, that's Arma in control. They're playing whatever style they want to play and they're playing it on their own terms. Um, so the positive for me is we have the ability to mix and match however we feel uh, fit. And I suppose it's, it's a while since that's been the case, um, but long may it continue. And I think we spoke about Arne and um, you sort of touched on it there. I think we had 10, 10 different scores, I think, yesterday, nine or 10 different scores, um, three of which were defenders. And then obviously you had um, Potty Burns coming on to claim a mark as well. Um, Potty, that's another huge positive that if you're going into a game and you have 10, obviously, you know, Rain, Soupy, Rory are the, are the main scores. But if you have boys coming from every angle, angle every position, fit to kick a point like that's going to cause serious headaches for Monaghan and hopefully whoever else will meet in the championship yeah definitely because the thing is you know teams will try to prepare for the most you know the most dangerous forwards the likes of you know Stephen Campbell uh, Ryan O'Neill Rory and all the others um but you know where if, if they're getting bottled up, you know, and you've you know you've you've maybe runners coming from deep able to kick the score, you know, Kieran O'Hanlon uh, got a, you know, got right forward and, and kicked a really good point, just just perfect, you know, perfect um, scoring position uh, edge of the D um, early in the early in the first half. So yeah, it's brilliant. You know, it's 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 brilliant to have. It's a it's a fantastic asset. Um, and you know, yeah, look, ten scorers is 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 really really impressive. Like. Um, you know, if you you know, I think it was maybe only nobody scored more than uh, uh, three, you know, three times from play. You know, um, Rory got one, two. Um, Jardy O got uh, two scores, and as did as the Turbot, and all the other scores from play were just you know equally shared out um, amongst the rest of the team. So, yeah, really good, and uh, hopefully it uh, hopefully it keeps going like that. If we get if we get ten scores on the. Uh, on the board against Monaghan um, will be very, very hard to beat. I suppose it's, we'll have to talk about Blaine Hughes as well. He picked up the Man of the Match award and I think his save was crucial in the first half. Um, the turning point probably came with the penalty. It was the first time Armagh had really pulled away from Antrim. I think that put them six points clear. But this save, it was in the 27th minute, I think, of the first half. Um, at the time, Armagh were winning 1-5 till not 6 this goal would have put Altrim ahead and could have most likely put them ahead at half time, um, which would obviously give them confidence coming out in the second half. Arn, you played with uh, Paul Hurdy, obviously. He was first name on the team sheet of Club on County for years. Um, what's it like as a defender that you have a, a, a such a such trust in your keeper behind you that Blaine, I think he lost one kick out on Sunday. He made a fantastic save. There was one time he came out nearly as a sweeper keeper out in front of Oren Eastwood to win the ball. Um, how much confidence does that give you as a defender if you can trust your your goalkeeper? It's unbelievable. Um, you know, whenever you know that 
uh, you have a reliable set of hands behind you, uh, someone who's calm and composed. You know, it it just that's your starting point uh, for your defence. He's the one who's who's standing back. He's orchestrating everything. Um, and again, I, I was fortunate that I got to some of the league games this year. His communication. You know, he, he's not your your. I suppose what your traditional goalkeeper would have been, that's long since gone. Uh, Cluxon has, has fairly raised the bar and, and everyone is trying the best to follow suit. But um, coming out off his lane, whenever he's nothing to do with play, um, communicating, organising, making sure that we're defensively very well set up, he's excellent at that. But his composure on the ball, reading situations, like you say, particularly that long one that, that came in from Oren Eastwood. I think from memory it was maybe Aaron McKay was sort of in a wrestling match with him. And next thing, Blaine Hughes comes shooting off the lane pops past his shoulder, wins the ball and, and wear back on the attack. Um, and you can see his reflexes uh, for, for the save um, from McCann in the first half was, was top class because it all happened very quickly. Um, uh, McCann was breaking through a couple of tackles and then got a snapshot off. But um, Blaine's reflexes to, to get a foot and to get as far enough away from the goal um, was top class. Um, and you said his... His kickouts, his variation of his kickouts, um, were good. Now, I know Antrim maybe give us too many short ones, and and we weren't uh, as successful in terms of what we won early. Um, but I don't think a huge pile of that was down to him. Um, he had a super game. You know, if you if you're not winning clean ball, it's been put in your direction. Um, the box sort of stops with with your midfielders and half forwards and half backs. Uh, but for me, again, Blaine takes um, I don't say he takes a bit of stick, but you know, you always hear and but cribbing and crying about him uh, within the county. For me, he's the best goalkeeper within the county. Um, he's, he's the best that we have available to us. He has also grown uh, in, in confidence uh, in himself and, and competing at that their level. Um, and yes, they will, will have brought him on no end again. Uh, and that's massively important. Um, you know, it just, it gives him so much confidence and it gives everyone in front of him huge confidence. Paddy, I'm sure you're going to echo what Arne said. Um, as seen on BBC that sort of talked about it it was a concern for Kieran McGinney that um, the man of the match was Blaine Cuse and none of the outfield players but you can't take away from Blaine's performance he done very well um, as we say only lost one kick out made a couple of crucial saves and he has been Armagh's number one keeper now for four or five years and um, he probably is one of the first names on the team sheet yeah, look, the, the, the important point, that the really important point that Aaron made there is that he, he is the best in the county. Um, you know, yes, look, has he made mistakes? Of course he has. Um, you know, and player, you know, players will do that. Every every uh, every player makes mistakes. It's just that when you're a goalkeeper, they're, um, you know, they, 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 they tend to be emphasized because the, the consequences tend to be uh, pretty dire. But look, you know, from from looking around Armagh uh, club football and... Um, over the last few years, um, certainly not a um, you know a really obvious um, other you know other candidates um, that that you would say you no know, he's the, he's definitely the, the, the person who should be number one. Blaine's there; he's in possession of the jersey, and um, you know, like if he if he keeps up the performances like he did yesterday, then uh, he'll be there for a while yet, definitely. And Aaron, just to finish up, then um, we sort of spoke at the start that maybe it wasn't the best performance for Armagh, but a 13-point win, you're going to take that every day of the week, even though if you're not playing well. Um, there's there's lots to improve on there, but they've two weeks now to improve on them. Um, I suppose, what, what would be the main thing that you'd be looking for in the next two weeks for Armagh to improve on um, for taking on Monaghan in the semi-final? We've seen Monaghan were quite convincing winners over for Mana, um, uh, on Saturday evening, so... What's the main thing you want Armad to improve on um, heading into that game? 
I suppose first and foremost, uh, the the massive I suppose area that there's room for improvement yesterday is air energy, uh, and that will come from within um, everywhere across the field. Whenever we don't have the ball, um, you know, we did work some good scores. Like I said, kick four fifteen. So you know, you can brush up on that. You can get better at that. But if we sit back and drop as deep as we did yesterday, um, regardless of Rooney feeling herself into a game here or trying to find their feet. Monaghan will cause us serious issues because McInnesby and Carl O'Connell in particular, um, the the speed that they break at and the width that they come at, you know, they're the whole way up the sideline. And as soon as they hit the opposition 45, they're cutting in off the wing uh, at breakneck pace, uh, passing a couple of weak shoulders, getting shots off themselves, popping balls over the top for McCarran, uh, Conor McCarthy and these boys. And that's where goals are coming from. So at no stage, can we not afford to be at the pitch of the game? Um, our energy levels, our work rate, our physicality all across the field. Uh, it can't be about matching Monaghan. It has to be a bit better in Monaghan. Um, but I said that will come from within. Management can only do so much. You know, are everybody's fit? Are they strong? Are they well coached? Yes. Management can't go out and play for us. It's up to the players to, to deliver that there themselves. Um, like I, said, I have no doubt they will. Uh, and we'll, they'll be delighted with yesterday to have got the win um, but deep down and within their own circle they'll be able to say to each other that was not good enough it's not what we expect from ourselves and it's time for us to go and deliver because for us to get to us the final that's what has to happen uh, and it's absolutely within them uh, it's not there's no rocket science or um, something. it's not something that these guys can't do or that they haven't done before uh, but that, that's the big one for me um, I think an awful lot of stuff will iron itself out and you know, will improve over the next few weeks. But that's the mentality and the mindset is we have to be the hunted going out um, the next day, uh, or, or the hunters, sorry, going out. We have to be going out to play on air terms at air pace for the duration of the 70 plus minutes um, because that's what it's going to take. It's been too long since we've been in Ulster final. We have an absolutely brilliant opportunity uh, to get there. I believe we have the ability to get there. Everything is going in the right direction, but it's up to the boys to, to deliver. It's definitely one we're going to look forward to, and it's a big two weeks um, ahead for Armagh. And just before we finish up, um, huge congratulations to the Armagh ladies and the Armagh Camogues who reached the Ulster finals um, over the weekend. The ladies beat Tyrone on Friday evening, while on Sunday the Camogues beat Calvin to reach the Ulster finals. Um, so huge congratulations to them. And we'll now hear from one of the Armagh goal scorers, Rory Grugan who was essential in getting Arma over the line yesterday and done an excu- exclusive interview with us after the game. So we'll hear from Rory now and get his thoughts after the game. Um, just to finish up, thanks, Paddy, and thanks, Arne, for coming on and telling us your views of Arma's opening round win against Antrim. So, Rory, um, good to get off to a winning start, I suppose. Plenty of positives to take from the game, but um, stuff to improve on as well. Yeah, I suppose that's not a bad way to come out of the game, like frustrated winning I think it was 13 points in the end but still unhappy with a lot of elements of our performance like we, we were he sort of uh, ponderous in the first half like giving silly balls away and not enough pace in our transition and stuff it was just a bit frustrating and Antrim were staying with us and they were controlling the game very well to be fair to them and picking off their points and there was a few choice words at half time to get us going again and, and to be honest we were a lot better then in the second half the goals sort of gave us a wee bit of cushion Oh, would you put that down to? Was there nerves maybe for the first round of the championship, or what? Uh, what would you just put that down to? I don't know. Like I don't know about the nerves. I suppose no, not not much different than, than any other like league game and stuff. Obviously, um, you have to just get yourself up for it. And 
I just think when you're giving the ball away and then starting to chase them and then after keeping it for so long, I think their first attack, we kept the ball for like three and a half minutes or something before working a free for a score. It can suck the life out of you and then you're trying things, giving it away, trying things, giving it away. It all kind of snowballed a wee bit in the first half. So it's just about trying to settle it down, get a, an easy score and kind of build from there. And we kind of just weren't really doing that in the first half. What was the difference then? You were two points up at half time, and then, as you say, went on to win by 13? Yeah, I think a wee bit more magic on our play in the second half, up the slight hill and a bit of a breeze. We kept the ball a wee bit better, like working in the right areas, you know, got the right men on the ball for the shots. And then when the goal came, goal chance came, we were more clinical. Just that really, that was the main difference. And your goal, Rory, I was just double checking me off, or I thought it was your first goal in those the championship? Yeah, a long time coming now. Um, it was a good ball in, I can't remember who popped it in me, but. You know the way it works, you just think about the one that I missed. I should have had another one. Oh, what, what did you think of the one you missed? Was it, did you try to place it too I much? Or? Yeah, I thought it was central to the goal and it was more left. I mean, you're probably right, I was probably trying to be perfect, perfection with it instead of just whacking it. Um, and what about the next day now, Roy? We, we know he's playing Monaghan in two weeks' time. I'm not sure venue or, or dates have sorted yet. Um, Monaghan, obviously, an experienced Division 1 team. You've met them the first round of the league. Um, and beat them, they haven't been beat since, so it's going to be a tough game. Okay, yeah, we know that's going to be a massive step up for us, like in back to Division 1 level, which we have been playing. Um, like you say, their form has really lifted since that day we played them, and uh, like it's going to be a serious battle. Like We have to improve so much of what we're doing there in terms of opposition kickouts and the stuff we were giving away and attacking stuff. And even then, the odd goal chance that Antrim got too, so lots to improve on, but it's where you want to be in a big two weeks to get ready. And just to finish up, Roy, obviously the crowd in the day, there was 17,000 people in the athletic grounds um, and improved from the 500 that it was supposed to be on Thursday or Friday night, I think it was changed. Um, what was it like coming running out with, with the chair then, a bit of a change from what it had been in the league? Yeah, like obviously it was a boost to have 500 during the league, which was great, but then again there was a notable difference sort of in the noise today coming out like, and the fact that they were spread around the ground and all, that it wasn't just the main stand. It felt like sort of Champs of Day again. The only thing missing maybe was the parade and stuff that really gets you going for a Champs of Day. But it's always great to have the crowds back, and especially in the athletic grounds. Our um, supporters have always been brilliant and very noisy. So great to have them back. Good morning, Rory. Thank you for coming on. Cheers.